Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the All right, fun's over. Review is over. We are trudging through to another handful of lessons. So we've got 20 lessons here to go. And we've got another review of those 20 lessons. And then we've got part two. So you're doing great. We're halfway there. Just about. We're within three days of being halfway there. And we've got some some longer lessons ahead of us. Lesson 194, one of the most famous, is just around the corner, as I've mentioned. So I'm going to read the introduction, and I'm going to read Lesson 181, and this might take a little bit, but that's okay. So introduction to Lessons 181 through 200. Our next few lessons make a special point of firming up your willingness to make your weak commitment strong. Your scattered goals blend into one intent. You are not asked for total dedication all the time as yet, but you are asked to practice now in order to attain the sense of peace such unified commitment will bestow, if only intermittently. It is, it is experiencing this that makes it sure that you will give your total willingness to following the way the course sets forth. Our lessons now are geared specifically to widening horizons and direct approaches to the special blocks that keep your vision narrow and too limited to let you see the value of your goal. We are attempting now to lift these blocks however briefly. Words alone cannot convey the sense of liberation which your lifting brings. But the experience of freedom and of peace that comes as you give up your tight control of what you see speaks for itself. Your motivation will be so intensified that words become of little consequence. You will be sure of what you want and what is valueless. As we start our journey beyond words by concentrating first on what impedes your progress still, and so we start our journey beyond words by concentrating first on what impedes your progress still. Experience of what exists beyond defensiveness remains beyond achievement while it is denied. It may be there, but you cannot accept its presence. So we now attempt to go past all defenses for a little while each day. No more than this is asked, because no more than this is needed. It will be enough to guarantee the rest will come. Excuse me. So we are moving beyond words. And as I've mentioned before, um, this is... an aside, but in the recovery programs, the reason people recover uh, from hopeless states of mind and body in the recovery programs is because of action. It's because they take they take the steps. The twelve steps are all action oriented. They are not passive. You're not just doing them in your head. You are actually taking out a pen and you are writing things down. You are speaking with others. You are admitting things you never thought you would. You are going out into the world and you are making things right with those your ego has harmed. So that that taking action provides those who embrace traditional paths of recovery, it provides them with an experience that cannot be argued with. And that is the miraculousness of God 
in action. So God's miraculousness is revealed to us as the result of actions we take. Now, through A Course of Miracles perspective, as I've mentioned before, it is very much an action to forgive the person in front of you in the checkout line who's taking too long with their coupons than to curse and condemn and silently wish death upon them. That is an action. So we are taking contrary action. As the result of taking contrary action, we are generating a new experience for ourselves and others in the world. So without further ado, Lesson 181, I trust my brothers who are one with me. Trusting your brothers is essential to establishing and holding up your faith in your ability to transcend doubt and lack of sure conviction in yourself. When you attack a brother, you proclaim that he is limited by what you have perceived in him. You do not look beyond his errors. Rather, they are magnified, becoming blocks to your awareness of the self that lies beyond your own mistakes and past his seeming sins as well as yours. Perception has a focus. It is this that gives consistency to what you see. Change but this focus and what you behold will change accordingly. Your vision now will shift to give support to the intent which has replaced the one you held before. Remove your focus on your brother's sins and you experience the peace that comes from faith in sinlessness. This faith receives its only sure support from what you see in others past their sins. So in other words... Uh, you get the faith by seeing beyond the sins. This faith receives its only sure support, so this faith is supported from what you see in others past their sins. So you're not seeing this person who's taking so long in the gas station line. You are seeing beyond that, and faith receives its support from that vision. <clears throat> For their mistakes, if focused on, are witnesses to sins in you. So that's projection. So this stupid guy, I hate him. He's taking so long. That's a witness to the sins in you. And you will not transcend their sight and see the sinlessness that lies beyond. Therefore, in practicing today, we will let all such little focuses give way to our great need to let our sinlessness become apparent. We instruct our minds that it is this we seek and only this for just a little while. We do not care about our future goals, and what we saw an instant previous has no concern for us within this interval of time wherein we practice changing our intent. We seek for innocence and nothing else. We seek for it with no concern but now. A major hazard to success has been involvement with your past and future goals. You have been quite preoccupied with how extremely different the goals this course is advocating are from those you held before. That's like the Tesla, the money, the, the bitches. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse my lack of political correctness there. Um, but the, the partners, rather, um, those are the, the goals of the ego. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, etc. So... You have been quite preoccupied with how extremely difficult the goals of this course are, which are seeing the sinlessness in others uh, versus the goals of uh, those goals are very different from the goals of the course, which are forgiveness, 
unity amongst all and the atonement being realized. And you have also been dismayed by the depressing and restricting thought that even if you should succeed, you will inevitably lose your way again. How could this matter? For the past is gone, the future but imagined. These concerns are but defenses against present change of focus in perception. Nothing more. We lay these pointless limitations by a little while. We do not look past we do not look to past beliefs, and what we will believe will not intrude upon, intrude upon us now. We enter to the time of practicing with one intent to look upon the sinlessness within. We recognize that we have lost this goal if anger blocks our way in any form. And if a brother's sins occur to us, our narrowed focus will restrict our sight and turn our eyes upon our own mistakes, which we will magnify and call our quote-unquote sins. So, for a little while, without regard to past or future, should such blocks arise, we will transcend them with instructions to our mind to change their focus, as we say. This is one of the italicized prayer sections. It is not this that I would look upon. I trust my brothers who are one with me. So uh, maybe, you're, maybe you're silently cursing me for being less than ministerial for uh, you know, saying bitches in a Course in Miracles podcast. That would be a prime example. I, it is not this that I would look upon. I trust my brothers who are one with me. So whenever we see someone who is behaving out of accordance with how we think they, they should behave, and you don't have to look too far to find these people, all we're going to say is, it is not this that I would look upon. So we're not going to look upon their sin. We're going to trust my, our brothers who are one with me. So it is not this that I would look upon. I trust my brothers who are one with me. And we will also use this thought to keep us safe throughout the day. We do not seek for long-range goals. So we're working in the moment. As each obstruction seems to block the vision of our sinlessness, we seek but for short we seek but for surcease. I've never read this word before. We seek but for surcease an instant from the misery the focus upon sin will bring and uncorrected will remain. This is a really interesting word. We seek but for surcease. It's S-U-R-C-E-A-S-E. I've never heard of that word before. We seek but for surcease, an instant from the misery, the focus upon sin will bring, and uncorrected will remain. Now do we ask for fantasies, nor do we ask for fantasies, for what we seek to look upon is really there. And as our focus goes beyond mistakes, we will behold a holy, sinless world. When seeing this is all we want to see, when this is all we seek for in the name of true perception, are the eyes of Christ inevitably ours. And the love he feels for us becomes our own as well. This will become the only thing we see reflected in the world and in ourselves. The world which once proclaimed our sins becomes the proof that we are sinless. And our love for everyone we look upon attests to our remembrance of the holy self which knows no sin and never could conceive of anything without its sinlessness. We seek for this remembrance as we turn our minds to practicing today. We look neither ahead nor backwards. We look straight into the present and we give our trust to the experience we ask for now. Our sinlessness is but the will of God. 
This instant is our willing, one with his. Beautiful, powerful stuff. So I trust my brothers who are one with me. So real, if we just sort of simplify the living crud out of this, this um, lesson, when someone irritates you, when someone pisses you off, you very simply recite, it is not this that I would look upon. I trust my brothers who are one with me. So you look outside your window and you see somebody beating somebody else to death. It is not this that I would look upon. I trust my brothers who are one with me. Now, that is an extreme example. And again, we don't condone that behavior. We don't deny that behavior. That is uh, very unfortunate and tragic behavior that does, in fact, happen in the world. But that behavior comes or stems from the disconnection from source. The ego run rampant. Self will run riot. So we're not going to look upon the tragedies. The tragedies are not real because God did not create the tragedies. God did not make the wars, so they are not real. Are there still actual wars happening in the world? You bet, you bet there are. But we, as Course of Miracles students, choose to look on the destruction as being unreal and not the work of God, we elevate the entire population of the globe. We raise the consciousness. When we raise our own consciousness, the consciousness of the world is raised with us. If you want a more scientific breakdown of that, start Diving into the work of Dr. David Hawkins. Start at the beginning and go all the way to the end, as I'm always sort of harping on. I love you. I appreciate you. I respect you so much for sticking with this all the way up to Lesson 181. I will talk to you next time, Course in Miracles podcast. Bye-bye.